Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Hey, welcome back. 10 o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Portal movement yesterday on the Nebraska side. Feltarius Payne enters. Kind of disappointing, I think. Um, could have been a guy with a role, certainly on next year's defense. Um, had a role. I think he was kind of getting passed up. Yeah, is really sort of where it it lands for me. I mean, it, he felt like he was used a lot more early in the season than he was as the season went along. That definitely is the case. Um, with Caleb Tanner returning for next year, you have Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson. I think Blaze Gunnerson is someone that had probably passed Felderius Payne up a little bit. I know Jamari Butler. Jamari Butler fascinates me for a couple reasons, but for the last couple years, I have just heard that name repeatedly as this guy plays well for the scout team. Like the offensive linemen talk about him giving pretty good looks as a pass rusher and kind of want to see like this spring. I hope that there's some sort of Jamari Butler buzz because at some point it needs to go from talked about on the scout team to actually doing it. Yeah, we've definitely heard it. Yeah. Um, So we'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it it felt like they, they had kind of hopes for Phil Darius Payne to be a little bit more of a pass rusher. He had a really good start in that Illinois game and then just sort of, you know, slowly disappeared after the season. I know. Or not after the season, but as the season progressed. Which I thought he was pretty – I mean, he was pretty impactful in that game. I, I'm yeah, not against sure, Illinois, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Well, hell, that first quarter looked nothing like the rest of the game. And then, um, you know, he got those sacks and Brandon Peters is knocked out and Nebraska's nightmare of Arthur Sikowski comes in. And, Arthur. You know. You, you got that. So, um, it the one kind of you know twinge of disappointment. It was really fun seeing his whole family just completely buy in on Nebraska. Totally, the way they interacted with fans and and everything. And yeah, he'd been around um, here a lot, and you know, done yeah. done shows with us. So. No, and they, I mean, you could see the out showing of support from Nebraska fans. I think they just want him to find a place to go play and be happy and. Uh, you know, have success. So he's got one more year to do that. And um, Nebraska's outside linebacker picture, really it's linebacker room. We've talked about this a couple times. It's going to be a lot of change coming. There has to be. There's just too many bodies. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know who exactly it's going to be, but there's just too many bodies. Hmm. So, because you, in theory, you're getting Will Honus back. 
Yeah. And you're adding a couple more linebackers. You had four or five in last year's class that didn't play at all. Well, I think the idea is that you want to find somebody out of the group who hits. And well, yeah, I mean, you're hoping that a Randolph Kapai or a Makai yeah. Bayer or a Wyndon Hohuli or whatever. But in between, you still have uh, Garrett Snodgrass is still involved there. Jackson Hanna. You still have Will Honus. I mean, so at, some of this has to shake out. I mean, not everybody is going to be able to to stick around. And I think some of where your attrition is going to come this year is going to come from that linebacker room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's still, I mean, we often look at the transfer portal from the other side. Who's, who's coming up, who's next at Nebraska. Like what, what are, what are they going after? And uh, there's also the other side of it too. Who's, who's out, who feels like they could have a better shot to either play or have sort some sort of an impact elsewhere. Uh, so, there you go. That was yesterday with Phil Darius Payne in the portal. Why, while we're on the portal, why don't we do our portal player of the day, which was a bit that was created yesterday, and we're doing it today, which means it's officially gone from a PNB to a B. Yeah. And we'll if we see do it, it'll be a recurring B. If we, it's really an NB right now, and then after maybe like three or four days, it becomes a, a full-time B. Yeah, so our transfer portal player of the day on the Happer and Schaefer show is a relatively local name, Nolan Gorsica from Omaha Roncalli, oh, who actually yeah. played in uh, a little bit at the end of the Nebraska-Buffalo game, is transferring out from Buffalo. This is a guy that I think Nebraska will have some interest in. Rico, um, put it on the portal update. Because he is a six foot six, 290-pound offensive tackle, offensive guard. I think that you would have liked to have seen him get in a little bit more in terms of playing time, but Nebraska has no offensive lineman committed in their class right now. And with Gorsica being a guy that can kind of swing from positions, I know that some high school coaches were really impressed by what he showed at the Shrine Bowl uh, before he went out to Buffalo, that he had kind of remade his body a little bit. Was you know We had Kurt, um, Kurt Frenzen on from, from – Lakeview and he basically told us that he was the most dominant player that he saw that whole week he was shocked that uh that Buffalo was getting that guy and so uh, we'll see what the the interest level is for for Nolan but again there's a Nebraska connection there Nebraska was well versed in him uh he'd gone to some camps he was on the sidelines for some games so there's already a relationship there it just becomes if they're not able to hit on some bigger names in the portal he could be a you know four-year guy for you as an offensive lineman, and you've you've yeah. got to add some well, you depth need those. in there yeah. at some point. Yeah, you need those too. I, I, I'm wondering about it twofold. Like you need those type of guys, and and maybe they can find their way into, especially in a guy like Gorska, where they at least have an in with him, given that he's from here. But also on the other side of it too, which was who. Who are they going to bring in, and at what position are they going to bring that person in that they become an immediate impact? Right. Yeah, there's there's definitely two folds of the transfer portal. Also, keep an eye on Kansas' Lance Leipold. Uh, they recruited Corsica out to Buffalo, I'm sure. Ah, uh, yeah. Kansas could be looking for offensive linemen as well, and which would also you know, be much closer to home for him. Is there going to be anything, and obviously it's tough to tell, you can only project so much, but signing the signing period starts – and not that that really matters for transfers, but the signing period starts when? Next week, right? A week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Is there going to be any any players, and I guess we'll see what happens with assistant coaches here, that really excite people 
as far as that's concerned in the current class yeah or that no. they that they at least go make a visit to or something like that bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I mean, I don't know in in the class as it stands, and I tweeted this yesterday at a few people, I'm really curious how people fill out the Super 6. One, it's a small God, class. I don't have any Two, idea right now. I'm not even sure how you differentiate some of these guys. Like, I don't know who your one would be. I don't know. If you ask me right now today who's the best player in this class, I think it's Victor Jones Jr., but I don't have a great rationale for why. And you have essentially 11 guys like that, and they're hoping to get Jaden Gould, who is just out here. He would be the the first four-star commit in the class. Uh, you know, they're they're on their way down to Louisiana and, and trying to tap into some of Mickey Joseph's connections down there. Well, that'd be um, great. Including a four-star running back that's currently in Lake Charles, where they're stopping first today. Um, well, there you, you know. go. That's so something. There's some stuff that's happening late, but it doesn't. I don't know how likely it is. I think Wednesday is going to be a relatively um, uneventful, uneventful, and somewhat hype-free signing day for for all the people that hate the off-season hype. This is a good off-season for you in some regards. So there's there's not a guy right now in this class that feels like he's going to come in and have playing time in 2022. Yeah, I wonder uh, what I hate off-season hype guy is going to going to say after experiencing this current run that we're in right now. Yeah, so everybody hates the hype of recruiting until they find out that their program is not recruiting at a level that they view sufficiently, uh, you know, where it needs to be. So then they want the hype to be there. That's so. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. That that's such an interesting thing for me because. Like, how are you supposed to react to getting a recruit that you think is going to be a player for you one day? You, are, are you supposed to? You um, you don't you, you don't have to throw a parade. You know, it doesn't have to be this guy's going to come in and and change the program immediately. But it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing both optically for your program as you know as it pertains to how people look at you perception wise, 
and reality because you're getting a good player. Right. What are we supposed to do? I don't I don't know that I will ever understand the idea that you shouldn't be excited about the potential of players being brought into the team that you root for. Like I just it's just not a mentality that I I understand. Right. Like I, you know, now sometimes it goes overboard. Is like this guy is going to be yeah whatever. Like you, you, you can award them the Heisman before they get here, and you I, can certainly be excited about players without also claiming that they're going to be Outland Trophy winners. Yeah, or that they're going to turn Nebraska's entire program around. Things of that nature. Like there, you could be excited to, and still say, "Yeah, we'll wait and see." At the same yeah. time, you, you those are both those can both be true, right? Um. And, you know, for for some people that are listening to this, they're basically like, yeah, all we hear about is how good these guys are going to be and Nebraska doesn't win games. Well, maybe that's not their fault. It's not always, uh, you know, mutually exclusive, so. Maybe the, co- maybe the coaching, maybe the coaching staff? There might be more to it than just any individual. Player. Has something to do with it? Maybe. Could be. We should consider that possibility. I have considered it. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know that there's going to be um, too much pomp and circumstance around uh, signing Which is day, fine. signing period this um, year. But it's like, like, you know, if you just had to think about it right now, and I know that you don't, like, sit there and think about the recruiting class a ton, <laughs> but based off of what you've heard and who you I know I think about a lot of it, things. Who would your number one player in this class be? Uh, when you said that a couple minutes ago, I uh, didn't – nothing immediately came to my head. Right. Because – you have a very like workmanlike class in a lot of ways. Your quarterback was putting up some eye popping numbers, but basically tore his ACL. Um, or, well, he didn't tear his ACL, but he had a knee injury. He was done for the season. Your running back Ashton Hayes has put up insane numbers, uh, so he's probably amongst the most exciting in terms of just film. Victor Jones Jr. big numbers. Grant Page, wide receiver from Boulder, got hurt. Tight end. Uh, I can't think of his name. He's from Lakeville South. Chase Androff. Yep. Um, he, I think, had eight catches on the season because his team threw it less than 40 times. <laughs> um, so there's that. He might end up as an offensive lineman anyways. Brody Tagaloa barely played this year. He's a new defensive line commit. Ernest Hausman, your, your big in-state get. He had a really nice season with Columbus. Jake Applegate and Lincoln Southeast. Probably didn't do as well as what you would have hoped, but not because of him. You know, there, there's always one guy in the class who I look back on, you know, when I'm when it's about to be this time, and I'm like, all right, let's take a look here and see what we're dealing with, where I don't even know who he is. All right. Because because of a specific reason, and that is they, they probably committed on a day that some significant breaking news story happened or, like, there was a game – or some, you know, I was just distracted. So is they it going to be Jaleel Martin? It's Jaleel Martin. Yeah, Jaleel Martin, who committed on the day that they announced that Scott Frost was going to be retained. I'm pretty sure. Uh he committed in the Ohio State game. That's probably why you don't know it. It happened before right, the, the Ohio State. Oh, before game. the Ohio State game. Yeah, like on the field before the Ohio State game. So then, like he commits. There's some excitement about that, and then the game happens. It plays out the way it plays out, and then the whole conversation of it, what's going to happen with Scott Frost. So yes. yeah, that I when you said that, I was like, it's got to be Jaleel. Martin. It's Jaleel Martin. I don't know who that guy is. Jaleel Martin is a six foot two, six foot three, offensive uh, athlete or defensive athlete from 
what Kendallwood Academy, Kend Kenwood, Kenwood Academy, Kenwood, yeah, in uh, the Chicago area. He came out for Friday Night Lights. Uh, caught Travis Fisher's attention right away. They like him as a defensive back. Oh, okay. Could right, be a guy that grows into a linebacker. Could be a safety. Could be a corner. Basically, it's just Travis Fisher special where he could be all sorts of things. Well, that's good. That's, but they're they're excited about his physical ability. That's usually good, anyway. Yeah, he's as, got he's got pretty good upside. As far as rating the top guy in the class is Ashton Hayes, and then Ernest Hausman, and then Victor Jones Jr., and then Martin would be next. Which, yeah, I mean, you look at it and it's like, well, I don't really know who who stands out there. That doesn't yeah. mean it's that doesn't mean it's bad. No, it just it's a very different style of class and and everything else. Um, but it also just speaks to their immediate impact has to come from guys that they get in the portal. No so. doubt, and they're gonna be they're gonna be, I think, from what it looks like and sounds like, pretty reliant on that. So I guess there's your. There's your portal update of the day combined with a little your recruiting update of the day. Where are we up? Where are we at on recruiting? Even though we had a recruiting update earlier because they had a double recruiting. Um, in yeah, that's the that's the most we've talked recruiting since the recruiting hour. They did have a commit yesterday in Malcolm Hartzog, uh, a defensive back from the state of Mississippi, joins in on the class yesterday. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll get into a uh, a couple th- a couple different things here. Maybe we'll touch on basketball a little bit more. The news of the day, or at least the one that uh, Parker Gabriel kind of hinted at last night, with the potential of Graham Harrell as Nebraska's offensive coordinator, or where, what direction they're going there. Still in a holding pattern. Breaking news. Still in a holding pattern with Nebraska football. Um, as we'll take a quick break here, we'll come back. We'll take questions from you guys on the text line, on the phone. 402-464-5685. We'll come back more up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. 